0: now, David Fiorazzo.
1: Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ, soldiers and warriors and remnant. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening to Stand Up for the Truth. Uh, Important program today. I was just uh, mentioning to our guests before we got on the air that we do these types of shows with this content about how there is an agenda to capture the minds and the souls of our children in America and Parents, years later, after we've been talking about this for 10 years or more, uh, they, they finally say, wow, I had no idea this was happening. And so we're going to try to bring you up to speed today. We can't possibly do that uh, in just one podcast, but we're going to give you some things to think about and some things to check into at your child's school in just a minute. Father, thank you for giving us another day. We love you. We want to serve you. And Lord, um, we, I know we are called to love our neighbor. And I know we are called to do good, especially to those who are of the household of the faith. And that means believers. So help us, Father, encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ. Help us to remind them of the hope that we have. Help us to remind them that they can do all things through Christ. And also... Give us wisdom and discernment as we expose the darkness and the, the uh, unfruitful deeds of darkness and what's happening in our culture because it is affecting and infecting the church and it is affecting Christian families. Lord, forgive us for our past complacency and indifference. And Lord, wake up who you need to wake up today. Use us in any way you will. We pray that you would get glory. We pray that people would be drawn to you. And thank you for the salvation that we have, Lord. Thank you that we have hope beyond this temporary world. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's guest, Linda Harvey. Uh, She's been on several times with us over the past uh, couple years. She founded Mission America in 1995. She was in the advertising industry, former executive Now she manages a Christian pro-family organization. She tracks current cultural issues and trends. And the big one, of course, is the LGBT agenda. She's the author of Maybe He's Not Gay, another view on homosexuality. She's a frequent contributor to conservative news sites. And she also hosts a weekly radio show on Salem Network at a station WRFD in Columbus, Ohio. Linda, welcome back to Stand Up For The Truth.
2: David, it's great to be with you. Thanks so much for having me on. All right, well,
1: have good morning. It's good to be with you today and have you uh, share some of your insight on what a lot of Christians, on a lot, what a lot of parents don't do as far as the research and all the things that you find out and you are able to share. But before we get to your uh, website, a couple very important posts on your website. Merriam-Webster updated their dictionary definition of female now they're including gender identity that is the opposite of male that's one of their definitions of female now gender identity that is the opposite of male so even the dictionary and webster's used to be a solid dictionary i mean 1828 guys uh, pull up this on your have this on your C- computer, Webster's 1828 Dictionary, one of the best available. But, Linda, your thoughts on, on the, this our culture continuing to cave to moral relativism.
2: Well, it's uh, moral relativism, David, as you and I have talked before, and I know many of your listeners know what's happening. It's uh, That's bad enough, but it is a, a refusal to acknowledge objective truth in so many ways. I mean, you know, people say what I have say, what I'm about to say, people say, oh, that can never happen. Oh, really? What about the child who starts to identify as a cat? Um, is that identity going to be affirmed at schools? Are they going to have litter boxes for these you know, kids who, who self-identify as cats or some animal? I mean, I'm not kidding. There are people that love animals enough that they will do that. That's coming. Is, at some point, you have to just to say, wait. This is the inmates running the asylum. We have to get back to objective truth, or we are all lost. We are all lost. And so uh, that's where I I see this going.
1: So in the dictionary um, over at Webster's, the new definition conflicts with their official description of woman, which is defined as an adult female person. Um, And and also they go in and say... Female, they define that as of, relating to, or being the sex that typically has the capacity to bear young or produce eggs. Now, what's fascinating to me, Linda, I guess it shouldn't be, but Merriam-Webster's sub-definitions for female all but erase the actual meaning of the word by allowing wiggle room. Let me just read a couple and get your thoughts. Having a gender identity that is the opposite of male made up of usually adult members of the female sex, designed for or typically used by girls or women, (laughs) I'm sorry, (laughs) having a quality such as small size or a delicacy of sound sometimes associated with the female sex. So I guess there's no more binary, no more absolutes, right?
2: Right. It's whatever you want to be, and... Again, where does that end? We, you know, I would love to identify as a 25-year-old tall, willowy model forever, <laughs> but, that's, but that's not going to be reality. So, uh, you know, many of us would like to change our age. Uh, we would like to change our circumstances. We, how about identifying as a billionaire, you know, uh, and, and insisting that everybody go along with you? you know, this, this becomes ridiculous. It's already ridiculous. And the fact that people are taking this seriously is truly scary. And that one of our political parties takes this extremely seriously. Yes. Um, even to the point of selling this to our children. I mean, it, it just it's, it's very frightening.
1: And it, it all goes back to the existence of God and creation, doesn't it?
2: Yes. If you don't buy into the idea that you are created uniquely— as male or female, one of the two halves of the human race, and that God has a purpose for your life. That's another, you know, additional belief. But creation can get people back to uh, real equality, because we are also created equally, not in our roles are not equal, but equal in spiritual stature before god eat males or females and all of so many of these people involved in homosexuality or gender confusion start out because they don't feel like they're like the other boys or like the other girls Hmm. and you know what one of the things that frees you is to say you know what yes i am i might be a little different because i'm that's diversity that's god's diversity uh, of gifts and talents and appearance but I'm, I'm like another girl. I'm like another boy. And start with that, and things begin to clear up in a person's mind and heart and emotions very quickly.
0: That's
1: right. Um, okay, let's, let's get into something that's very important for parents. First of all, reminding everybody of the good news that there's never been such a high uptick in uh, parents checking into homeschooling. I think in our history, possibly, that part of that's due to the coronavirus, I know. But the other part of it now, more Christian parents are finding out of these about these radical agendas that are being pushed on th- kids in the public schools. And Linda, how, before we get into your school corruption and propaganda calendar, how many times have you heard parents say, oh, well, you may be uh, right, but it's not happening, happening in my kids' school?
2: Oh, I hear this all the time, and uh, it is true that it does vary, but it comes up all over the place in the most rural, conservative-leaning areas all the time, because the the teacher training programs, the National Education Association, and the teachers' unions, and all of the uh, educational, professional uh, uh, infrastructure, if you will, pushes all of this, and so Teachers are very prone to adopting these radical ideas themselves, and, e- and especially the younger ones, uh, and you're, you're going to find this everywhere.
1: Yeah, and in your article, before you get into the calendar, you mention what kids have to endure. I mean, rainbow posters, library displays, on cafeteria tables, special speakers coming into the school, assemblies, classroom lessons, school announcements, promoting some of these uh, LGBT events, it's not just the fact that they're sitting in, quote, health class or sex education, which you've got to put education in quotes because it's clearly indoctrination, and they're trying to reach kids younger and younger. Um, I like the fact, Linda, you put at the very beginning, what can you do for giving solutions, giving – here's so parents, by the end of this calendar, they're going to be feeling like, wow, they're bombarded, like helpless – if they were not informed on this to begin with so could you please share some things that parents can do before we get into the meat of the calendar
2: right well this is going to be when we get into it it's a calendar i put together of these promotional days and weeks and even months that happen all year uh and in the online world right now they're still happening and in fact there's more danger because Sometimes the teachers or the leaders of all this will uh, say, hey, you know, here's my email address. And, and you know, there's, you bypass the, the uh, parents and they're reaching out and getting personal contact. And so parents, of course, as you said, more and more are homeschooling and praise God for that. Sometimes I wonder if God hasn't been working through this virus to, you know, extract a whole bunch of people from the schools and touch parents' hearts and let them know that you need to be very involved in your child's education, especially if they're in public schools. So remove them, get them out, take them to Christian schools, and keep your eye on what they're learning even there. But uh, become equipped with what what these messages are. Um, And and what's now happening is so much of this is being wrapped in the Black Lives Matter um, critical race theory agenda Along with uh, LGBTQ and pro-abortion messages, it's becoming very hard to sort through it. But the other thing you can do is contact your school and say, you know what? Why not an equal time message for a pro-family speaker or uh, a you know a, a, an assembly or a cafeteria display that is not that is guaranteed that it will not be um, vandalized and interrupted uh, because you know that's always an Uh, A chance out there that that will happen. But then write a letter to the school and have it put in your child's file that in no way is your child to be expected to become an ally with people involved in this behavior, because that's part of one of the weeks that we will talk about. They're not expected to use pronouns for people that are not um, accurate and truthful, Mm -hmm. and that they are not going to be sold pornographic sex education that includes every LGBT behavior out there
1: um, Linda first of all thank you so much for putting this together I think a lot of parents will um, they'll be appreciative by getting this information but what do you know about parental rights or parental consent when it comes to the radical sex education that some schools I'm gonna say most schools have in their curriculum do, what rights do parents have and are they even notified is this a state issue
2: it it becomes a state issue many states have an opt-out provision but you have many. to know what's going on first yes we do in ohio for instance um, and then uh... what happens is there are some states like california where no there you cannot opt-out i believe massachusetts is the same wow. uh, it's mandated that be kids being uh, involved in, and exposed to this very radical, triple X-rated, uh, LGBT, condom-based, pro-abortion material starting in middle school, and pro-transgender uh, uh, ideology starting in the elementary grades. So you have to check state by state.
1: And friends, I know you might not like some of the language and some of the things we're going to be talking about, but we've been trying to warn parents for at least a decade. Linda, how how long have you been uh, a part of Mission America? When did you found it?
2: 25 years ago. We're wow. celebrating our 25th anniversary and it's changed over time. We had a printed newsletter for many years, but we've had a, a website since 1995. It was wow. very antiquated when I look back, but <laughs> right in the dawn of the of the internet age. So, yeah, 25 years.
1: But it got the information out So let's Mm -hmm. go right to the first one coming up uh, in a week, less than a week, actually, or, yeah, about a week. Bisexual Awareness Week is September 16th through the 23rd. Um, Share a little bit about that, Linda.
2: Right. This is mostly an uh, adult-oriented week, but there will be schools that will uh, celebrate this. Uh, bi week so if you see bi then be aware that that may be what what that is and of course that's part of the lgbtq (laughs) agenda the b being bisexual the the good thing that people can always remember one simple fact this is your talking point if there are bisexuals and you are saying that's a clear identity then you're saying for sure that this is a chose these are chosen um behaviors and and identities and we know they are the science has never proven that homosexuality is inborn. So bisexual, bisexual. Uh, if there are bisexuals out there, and you're defending their right to be that way, then you know that this is uh, a chosen, uh, a chosen behavior and identity. But many schools will not be celebrating this. So I put it on there just for people to to be aware. There are others that are that are much more, um, much more blatant. Like the next one, which is. Can I go ahead then? Yes, I was looking at that.
1: What, banning books?
2: Right. No, this is a huge event. And it becomes, it's not explicitly, they don't call it an LGBTQ event, but given the left, far left leanings of the American Library Association, which is its sponsor, and the proliferation explosion of material promoting novels and and nonfiction books, and even things for little kids promoting the homosexuality and gender uh, confusion identities. Uh, they are. They always have displays in the library, and they'll they'll feature the the most challenged books, as if this is a hard, uh, wrong thing to do, um, because they they say they're all about not censoring. The problem is, is of course they're censoring. They're censoring out all of the traditional. Uh, conventional, the classics of, of literature, There and, and now they've also added, of course, the critical race theory, the, far, the race manipulation, I would call it, agenda that's going out there now. And so that takes a whole range of other books off the shelves, but they will have, during Banned Books Week, American Library Association will have a display, almost always, including lots of uh, books that are usually obscene in promoting homosexuality and other kinds of sexual activity.
1: Linda, I'm glad you reminded me about the American Library Association. Friends, we don't have enough time to get into this. We've just got two minutes left in this first segment, but a a year ago, they had a conference. I mean, I know they had one, I guess, um, a month or two ago as well, but I remember a year ago, librarians were learning how to put school... Public school librarians were learning how to push the agenda to sidestep objections to uh, Drag Queen Story Hour. One workshop for the American Library Association was creating queer-inclusive elementary school library programming. Elementary, let that sink in. Linda, your Mm -hmm. thoughts.
2: Absolutely. They are big promoters and and defenders of these so-called drag queen story hours, which many of your listeners will have heard about. Mostly those have been in public libraries, not school libraries, Mm -hmm. but there have been a few in school libraries, and that is their goal. Get them in school libraries and bring in these very, very uh, misguided men to teach little children and have contact with little children. Lots of problems there. Wow.
1: Okay, when we come back, we're going to have to take a break because we've got so much more. Uh, we're talking with Linda Harvey of Mission America. And happy anniversary, Linda, 25 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we're going to be talking about LGBTQ History Month. That's next month in October. Um, Ally Week is coming up as well. What's why, why do you need allies in public schools? We'll let Linda explain that. Plus, International Pronouns Day, Transgender Awareness Week, And this is all coming up on the public school calendar. More with Linda Harvey talking about school corruption on Stand Up For The Truth when we come back.
0: Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo.
1: Our guest today, Linda Harvey, Mission America, 25 years doing this work. Thank you, Linda. We're now talking about Ally Week. This is on the uh, school calendar, and it's sponsored by GLSEN, and I think people might need a refresher on what GLSEN is as well.
2: Well, yes. GLSEN is the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, which was started uh, almost uh, 30 years ago by wow. Kevin Jennings, who went on to lead the uh, a part of the Department of Education under Obama. He was a far-left, uh, open homosexual who wanted to get uh homosexual clubs these gay straight alliances into all the schools and he's managed to get them into something like seven or eight thousand schools in uh, around the um, around the country middle and high schools and so and then he's gone on to do other things he's not head of glisten anymore but they have sponsored both the day of silence in the spring which is a very big victim posturing event which i hope we get time to talk about But Ally Week is one of their big events in the fall, in the early part of October. Now, let me just back up because October in general needs to be highlighted for, this is down the list a little bit, coming out day, which is on October 11th. That's the day that you're supposed to tell all your peers uh, and the teachers will tell the school that they are homosexual, bisexual, or transgender they're urging people to come out that day. So all this is wrapped around that October is a big month. It's also yeah. LGBTQ history month. But in there is Ally Week. And here's what it is. It's They will have cafeteria tables in the schools. Now, this is back when they were in school. Uh, and some schools are in, and that's good, uh, Our meeting. But um, online, they'll do this. You, if you are not identifying as homosexual or transgender, you need to Sign on to be an ally of those who are because they need your protection. They're victims. They're perennial victims. They have changed it this year to Solidarity Week. That's what it's now called, which they are now taking on the, again, the radical race agenda of saying that, implying that homosexuality and gender rebellion are like race. And if you don't sign on to all this, you're, you're just you're like a racial bigot. And, you know, it's just manipulation. This is terribly manipulative. So um, and of course, if you don't sign on, you're labeled right away. Oh, there's the one who didn't sign on. Well, they're a hater and a bigot.
1: Jeez, wow. Um, just one point about Kevin Jennings. Um, mm-hmm. um, he, uh, I remember him speaking at a public school where he compared those who oppose homosexuality to supporters of slavery and racial segregation. He was. Uh, wow. He yeah. when he first was appointed as the I guess, public, safe schools, public schools, czar in the Obama administration, his activism began. There were only 50 gay-straight alliances, from what I understand, and that was Mm -hmm. 2009. And do you know how many there are today, Linda? I think you
2: mentioned it. Seven or Mm -hmm. 8,000. You know, there were were only a handful, and he was in Massachusetts, and of course, that was ground zero for same-sex so-called marriage. Yep legislation. And a lot of this school agenda started in, it was it was bubbling up, of course, in California as well, as you might expect, and Oregon. But uh, it really was birthed, unfortunately, in Massachusetts. And they, they started down this road, and it's been around for a while, of trying to equate people who are take on the homosexuality um, uh, identity uh, as the same as uh, being born with a certain race. And of course, that's totally untrue. There nice. are No ex-African-Americans, but there are plenty of ex-homosexuals.
1: So, Linda, do you know if this LGBTQ history, since it's LGBTQ history month in October, that's next month, do you know Mm -hmm. if if it's being taught in history classes in the actual NEA curriculum?
2: It's being uh, taught in many history classes in many in many months, it's one more opportunity for the librarians to put up a display. Uh-huh. I mean, there's okay. so many things that you know there are intersectionalities here. Let's just put it that way. Um, so that's that's where you'll see it often is in the library to honor these people. So they'll they'll pick out these people from the past who may or may not have had proclivities in this area, but certainly didn't proclaim it at the time they were living, like George Washington Carver. I mean, expect him to be highlighted since he was black. Tchaikovsky, you know, people are, you know, they they, they include him. Um, people like Florence Nightingale, they have all kinds of people, you know, Eleanor Roosevelt, that there were hints of this possibly, there might be a little bit of a foundational fact But certainly they chose at that time in their lives to not identify this way. And this is such a revisionist history uh, agenda for this entire month.
1: Well, let's jump ahead to Transgender Awareness Week. There's a Transgender Day of Remembrance. There's no name-calling week. And they talk about Jazz and Friends, National Day of School and Community Readings, uh, Transgender Day of Visibility, uh, please share with us some of your thoughts on, on this big
2: push. Well, the transgender uh, events have just uh, bubbled up over the last five years. And Jazz is this guy uh, who is pretending to be a girl. Yep. Unfortunately, has had many surgeries. Uh, he is now 19 or 20 years old, had a, uh, a, uh, a program on television, um, a reality show, and still does, I believe, and has had many, many medical problems with these surgeries trying to reconstruct his body. Um, yep. But he, uh, they, they've centered an entire day of, of elementary. This is elementary school push wow. uh, to around him. And his there's a book called I Am Jazz written yep. when he was I think six years old. So there's that. And then all these pronoun days, you know, pushing the idea that you better call people by the right pronouns. No, there's lawsuits out there now of teachers that. Called kids by their biological male or female original names and referred to them by their biology and they're they're you know they're standing up to uh, against the school system so we need to pray for those people.
1: So no name calling week things like that they're they're not talking about calling Christians names right they're talking about just calling someone like a fag or something like that.
2: Right. They they have this began with. It's a corresponding with their entire push about safety and anti-bullying and weaving in the homosexuality issue to that, as if, again, yep. in the day of silence in, in April, same thing, that they are perennial victims. They are always bullied that even your criticism of their lifestyle is bullying. So they they've moved away from actual bullying, and we should all stand against that. Nobody's yes. in favor of bullying, but you don't have to support homosexuality or gender rebellion to be against bullying. You don't. You can say no. I don't approve of anyone harm actually harming anyone, but these behaviors are not defensible either. So uh, that, but they've gone into the speech area. And the attitude area, and you need to support and become an ally. Again, the same thing: ally, ally or solidarity. Yep. And it's like race. All yep. this is tied in together. Yes. There's no name calling, is there? Except they're plenty happy to call names of Christians, and that's yeah. the sad thing. They, yep. they will do that.
1: Christians, conservatives, Republicans, anybody that doesn't toe the line and go along with their agenda under the Day of Silence, you've got. Uh, you say this is the high holy day of LGBTQ activism targeting impressionable kids it's such a diabolically clever message combining victim posturing we are always silenced with guilt and shaming for any student who doesn't affirm perversion to go along with it i love that description i think i should put that in the notes today at the podcast anything else on that linda
2: yeah just the day of silence is uh you know, wonderful. One wonderful thing was that it wasn't celebrated openly this year, so kids were not pressured in school to go along with this. And so I thought, you know, in the school environment, the peer, the the lack of peer pressure was really a relief, and a I think has really probably saved a lot of kids some um, some mistakes in their lives for the during the COVID. So that's one more thing about it. And what about
1: the DOS uh, Day of Silence walkout? That was an option for. Kids, when they knew, when the parents were aware of this happening in their kids' public school, there was an option for them to not be in school that day?
2: Right. Illinois Family Association, us, and many, many other uh, pro-family groups, have joined together over a number of years to sponsor and, and encourage parents to keep their kids home. If they knew that the day of silence was going to be a big deal in their school. Now it's supposed to be quote unquote student led, right. but we know that there are adults behind it. Glisten is behind. It. This is a Glisten oriented a day. They give them all the materials. They, they have supporting social media. So uh, we we encourage people to keep their kids home on whatever day it was. So this year, kids were home uh, for the most part.
1: I want to transition now um, from the calendar. And by the way, you guys can get this and print it out. And there's a lot of links on this page at missionamerica.com. And it's called the School Corruption and Propaganda Calendar. There is a Harvey Milk Day that's May 22nd. You have an article that you've got a picture of him, California Leads the Nation in Systemic Sexualization of Children. And uh, you asked the question, why are we even talking about this? And it says, there are sound reasons why adults who have same-sex attractions have been historically barred from access to children, and we ignore the time-honored rationale at our peril. Tell us a little bit more about Harvey Milk and what's happening in California.
2: Well, there is a bill that's passed both their their houses in their uh, California State House, and is sitting for Gavin Newsom, the governor, to sign. It's called Senate Bill 145, and what this bill does is it takes a bad law and makes it worse. So that if a child is between a young teen is between the ages of 14 and 17, and is the victim of, I call them a victim, of homosexual. They've specified the activities, I'm not gonna say them on the air, that are different than sexual intercourse for heterosexuals, activities that are typical of homosexuals as um, the offending uh, uh, activities. But if this 14 to 17 year old has, has those con- that kind of contact with a, a person 10 years or younger, uh, or less, older than him. So the 14-year-old and a 24-year-old have this contact. The 24-year-old gets lower penalties uh, and isn't automatically put on a sex offender registry. Then the judge has discretion for that. They expect Gavin Newsom to sign this. Wow. This just makes it easier for adults to um, prey on young teen kids. And yes. the reason I bring in Harvey Milk is that Harvey Milk, the guy who was – in nineteen seventy seven, I believe it was, assassinated in San Francisco. He was on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, like their city council. He was assassinated. It was a political assassination, had nothing to do with his homosexuality, but he's held up as a martyr. Yes. He had a young teen boys openly. He was a he was a predator of, of young teen boys. And but, they they celebrate him even having a Harvey Milk Day on May twenty second in California schools. Yep. Mandated. He's a hero. Um,
1: I want to talk a little bit more about this but I just we just got a call from uh, Sally who managed a Christian bookstore in Wisconsin and she said a magazine called Publishers Weekly uh, for book writers actually encourages to pay writers of children books to feature transgender characters wow. uh, are you familiar with that I mean she managed a Christian no. bookstore that's a well I'm not it's not surprising but it goes right along with what we're talking about but it's dangerous when it crosses over the threshold from secular and culture into Christian publications and I guess we shouldn't be surprised Linda
2: We should not be surprised because so many churches are going south on this uh they are not uh, they're, they they do not have their heads on straight they're not following scripture if they believe it, it started with the idea of the gay Christian that a person can be celibate but openly identify as having those desires and that we should all support that. We should never support that. That is a huge mistake. It's the affirmation of sin. I mean, what if a man says, well, you know, I have adulterous desires uh, for other women, but uh, I'm never going to act on them. Would we believe him? Would we respect Uh, him? No, This this is dumb. It's not inborn. People can help this. They can go another way. It's not always, Of course, it's not easy. We're not saying that. But they can do choose another way. There's nothing inborn about this. It goes back to creation, as you were saying before.
1: What do you think about the Biden-Harris administration? They would be approving of all this because they are all in for the LGBT. In fact, Kamala Harris, in an interview, said that she wants to um, legalize prostitution. The main reason she used is... Consensual. So if a it's a if a ten year old, twelve year old, fourteen year old wants to, I mean, I, I can see adults forcing them to say it was consensual. This is going to be major, it's a major issue. Do you see, you see problems with this all over, don't you, Linda?
2: Absolutely. Uh, and it's uh, the consent issue is being used already in schools Be- because of the Me Too movement. Yeah, uh, they they jumped on These folks are nothing if not energetic and diabolically clever uh, jumping on this to say, well, uh, you know, if these were not consensual, this was like rape. And so we have to teach in, in uh, sex education all about consent. Well, what they're doing is they're using it to graphically describe incidents where how far will you go would you give consent to this how about where do you draw your line so that they give they teach kids how to say no but also how to say yes and underage minors are not supposed to be consenting to sex we got to get our heads on straight about this the other thing is biden was the featured speaker at the human rights campaign dinner uh in 2019 and said some very disparaging things about Christians. Of course. Um, So Human Rights Campaign is a big big homosexual national uh, uh, political action group.
1: And they're powerful, too. They actually lobby producers, television producers and directors, on what to put in their primetime television content as far as the amount of uh, gay, lesbian, transgender characters and storylines. And they really uh, put a lot of pressure on corporations as well, don't they?
2: Yes, they have a huge uh, effort to corporations. They call corporate equality index, and it's they've been highly successful at pressuring corporations to add all of these pro homosexual and pro transgender policies.
1: Well, on the bottom of your uh, school corruption and propaganda calendar uh, website or page on your website, you have a lot of helpful articles for Christians, for parents, sex ed extremism, hate crimes, bullying, free speech, the porn. Epidemic, Homosexuality, and Health. Um, Many, many good articles that you guys can get informed or up to speed on if you are not. Um, One more thing, Linda. We just have like a minute and a half. But I know a lot of people say, I know a neighbor down the street that would never hurt anyone. This is actually in your article. Um, I see no reason why they shouldn't love whomever they want. Uh, That's a little naive, isn't it?
2: it's very naive because you don't know first of all what they're involved in and secondly the problem with endorsing this at all is that you're well there i didn't put this in the article but you're endorsing people to live a life where they are separated from god when you were an open proud sinner in defiance yes. of the lord in any way you are not you're not close to him and you're you're saying it's okay for you to go down this road where you may never be with the lord eternally uh, but the other thing is, this becomes, this is the thing our, our culture is missing, and the churches are missing so much. It just breaks my heart. Everything you teach and, and model and role model and put a blessing to, uh, even tolerate in this generation, it was what the next generation children will be taught as fine and normal and, and respectable and great. And yes. That's what's happening.
1: Yes. Uh, boy, there's so much we need to be up to speed on. Parents, stay strong on the Word of God. And Linda Harvey, Mission America, thank you so much for all the work you do. And uh, again, the, the website, missionamerica.com. Thanks, Linda. God bless you.
2: Thank you for all you do, David. God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via standupforthetruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo.
1: My article this week at Freedom Project is Degrading Vile Agendas to Hyper-Sexualize Children. Uh, Video comes out today, premieres at four o'clock, freedomproject.com on YouTube and later on Facebook on the Freedom Project page if you're curious about that. But I want to go through some of these things that Hollywood's putting out that uh, you don't need to. (laughs) Well, yeah, you do need to be aware of them if you have uh, kids, especially teenagers. So first, there's a monument. (laughs) You know, they were tearing down monuments in the cancel culture. They still are, some of them. Jesus and our founders and things like that, presidents. There is a monument that I'm aware of, you are too, that represents decades of systemic exploitation, adultery, homosexuality, rape, pedophilia, ritual abuse of women and children, Satanism, narcissism, witchcraft, violence, anti-Christian values, this world-famous idol is a sign of pride, celebrating sin, perversion, rebellion, glitz, glamour, and godlessness. But there are no movements to tear down this monument. Maybe there should be. What am I talking about? The Hollywood sign. Let's talk about four examples of what's coming out here, and and even this week. You may have heard Netflix releasing a French film called Cutie's, It centers around 11-year-olds on a twerking dance team. They're also known for lying and stealing, apparently. But Cuties uh, features a cast of children. Due to the sexual content in this release, do you know what the rating is? NC17. Did I mention 11-year-olds? Dancing suggestively, sexually. I mean, earlier this year, remember we reported on the Pepsi uh, halftime show of the Super Bowl NFL halftime sex show uh, in February, where at least most performers were adults. And it featured uh, hip thrusting, booty shaking, tongue wagging, crotch grabbing, and Jennifer Lopez showing young girls how to strip and pole dance. These are your role models. For young girls today, please, I am not exaggerating. A role model can be a negative role model, can't they? They're still a role model. But Netflix, I, I don't get it. They, they know people will complain. I'm sure they knew there was going to be pushback from pro-family organizations. So it's a head-scratcher. But this is the same streaming service that gave us glorified sex violence and suicide in Thirteen Reasons Why. Now they're exploiting children, eleven-year-olds. So I, apparently, it's released this week. Unfortunately, Disney is uh, now turning the, the table on their morality. Um, you know, they've <laughs> they've got a new series, The Owl House. Lead character, fourteen-year-old girl. She not only wants to become a witch, but she's bisexual. The series introduces kids to demons witches and sorcery th- something the magic kingdom has been doing for nearly a century and inundating uh, young minds with secular worldviews the main character luz i think it's luz luz uh, desc- d- decides to skip summer camp and her mom and dad i guess sent her to summer camp why well she wants to pr- pursue her dream of becoming a witch The show makes light of hell and the dangers of the demonic realm, but it's Disney, so Disney. Over on HBO, there's a new movie coming out that encourages secret abortions for minors. It's called Unpregnant. It's about a teenage girl on a road trip to get an abortion. I wish I were joking, friends. Now, this is the world understand the world is going to do what the world is going to do. They are not saved. They don't know the gospel. They're in rebellion against the one true God. But this is what they're putting out there. And my point, this influences Christian kids, too. It's allegedly a comedy hoping to bring, believe it or not, humor to abortion and child sacrifice. And the words of the writer, to make people more comfortable with the subject of abortion and uh, Hollywood uh, stereotypically uh, in this particular movie, uh, shows her Jesus free Catholic parents. Uh, she didn't go to them for help, but she would decide to go get an abortion on her own. And the journey is a thousand miles because in her state, there are strict abortion laws. So um, <laughs> it's it's very sad friends, but this is what's putting out, this is what's entertainment now. It's a mockery of what we know are moral issues. But in our culture today, What's abortion, right? Oh, it's hush-hush. It's a political issue. No, it's not. It's murder. Um, At least most people, though, have the decency to recognize the seriousness of this decision for a woman, if not for the unborn child. But the film, the makers, the producers want us to forget about the human tragedy at the heart of abortion. They want to mask it with laughter so we don't see the heartbreak, tears, grief, guilt that plagues so many post-abortive women, not to mention the loss of innocent life that accompanies every abortion. Um, that was a quote from USA Today writers, opinion editors, or they just wrote this opinion column, Dave Pavanka and Maureen Ferguson. I agree with them. Okay, um, let's move on to the next one. Cardi B. I couldn't, uh, I didn't want to go there. Um, Speaking of normalizing sin and calling evil good, rapper Cardi B is defending her new song about female genitalia as normal because she grew up listening to it. That's all she knows. It's normal. Everybody does it, right? To give you an idea of what kids are hearing, her controversial hit WAP, WAP, I can't even tell you what it means. It's it's topped the charts in the last several weeks. Millions and millions of views on her YouTube uh, video. I can't even tell you the lyrics, though. I can't. Uh, They're pornographic. That's how disgusting her song is. I mean, words like vulgar, explicit, depraved just begin to describe it. In a recent interview, Cardi B said that to her, this kind of music is normal natural people just need to cast off restraint and follow their urges and desires she said everybody gets horny everybody gets a little tingle down there you know what i'm saying just embrace it don't be scared about it and folks yes that's offensive but brothers and sisters trust me our kids your kids if if you've got if they've got friends that are non christian hello do <laughs> Your son or daughter, are all of his or her friends Christian? Bible-believing Christian? Well, then, chances are they might be hearing some of this garbage. So her idea, just do it, follow your instincts, that gave us the 1960s, right? But this is a vile video, but what's funny is wanting to appear hip to the rap world, I guess, Joe Biden actually allowed Cardi B, who knows nothing about politics— he allowed Cardi B to interview him. Talk about a softball interview. She knew nothing. She just said, hey, do we have free, uh, free health care? Do we have free college education? Do we have free this? Are you going to promise us this? And Biden, yep, okay, yep. He just agreed, went along. It's one of the most idiotic interviews I've seen. Uh, if you're talking about policy from someone who's wanting to be president, it, it's just astounding to me. That this Anyway. Uh, that she would interview him, and they I don't know what the DNC was thinking, but I know, it, it, interesting, I know what group they're going after, right? For Cardi B to interview Joe Biden. By the way, Candace Owens, God bless her, uh, just really pushed back hard against the lack of content and in intellectual um, arguments about the policies, the lack of policies in that interview, and boy, did she get attacked. But listen to uh, Candace Owens' debate Cardi B it wasn't even fair so Cardi B eventually had to delete all of her tweets blasting Candace Owens with with nothing intellectual to say but just oh you, you're so homophobic whatever she said that Candace Owens was coming against them asking serious questions um, so here we have J Lo, Lady Gaga Katy Perry Miley Cyrus with Cardi B female pop stars today understand what's happening you guys they're, having, they're not afraid to have conversations about sex with millions of their followers on social media and their music. They're not afraid to openly, blatantly talk about this. A lot of their songs emphasize a woman's sexuality as a primary aspect of her identity. And in their opinion, it's a way to derive power, whether that's power over men or just power in life because of their sexuality. That's what's being sold to young girls, and kids are buying it. Guys, these are just a few examples that I put in this article today. And again, the video is coming out today, 4 o'clock, freedomproject.com. It'll be on YouTube premiering if you want to check that out. The Bible says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap for the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Galatians 6, 7, and 8. And I, I started, one of the main scriptures that got me writing my first book, Eradicate, Blotting Out God in America, was Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind the soul is the mind the will and the emotions and only you can prevent soul pollution see how I did that see what I did there and you've got to guard uh, for your kids you've got to be the gatekeepers mom and dad for your kids don't assume that you know what they're listening to what their friends are listening to with your son or daughter present it's not just you and what you do in the house and it's not just what they get in public schools, God willing, they're being homeschooled. But your friends, the peer pressure, you know what it was like growing up, how peers you know, would affect us and our thinking, well, we wanted to just have their approval, right? We wanted to be liked. Today is no different. Your kids are no different. They want to be liked by their friends, and they don't logically think, well, wait a minute, most of my friends are godless. They're secular. They're not Christian. They don't have the same... Biblical worldview, so I'm not going to follow their choices of entertainment. Most kids don't reason like that, and so that's why they need your help, parents. Don't conform to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Special program tomorrow. I'm going to talk about that with our special guests. You already know what's happening. When we come back, we'll tell you about it on Stand It For The Truth. Remember the Prophecy Conference in Appleton kicks off tomorrow, and it's Saturday. You can register for that. More to come on Stand Up for the Truth in just a minute.
0: Stand Up for the Truth, a Ministry of Lakeshore Communications, Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up for the Truth.
1: I'm excited to have in studio tomorrow two of those guests and speakers at the Prophecy Conference. We're gonna have Chris Quintana, Pastor Calvary Chapel, Cyprus, for quite a few years. Also, we're going to have Elijah Abraham, former Muslim. So email me with any questions you might have for them. Comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Do you want to discuss Bible prophecy, Christians, and voting? How about Islam? Because Elijah was a former Muslim. He goes and teaches in the Middle East. He teaches pastors. How about the emergent church? What would you like to ask Chris Quintana, or Elijah Abraham. We'll have a discussion, kind of a roundtable talk, tomorrow in studio. Glad to have both of these men of God here. It's going to be fun. I actually had the chance to see Elijah when, uh, when I went down to Dallas, Texas, for the Pastors Conference a few weeks ago. America at the Crossroads, a 911 call to pastors. Phenomenal. By the way, put on by Liberty Pastors. Look up that website, libertypastors.com, if you want to understand how to get engaged and why. Why? to get engaged in the political process, civil government, religious freedom, and stand for these things. Um, but anyway, Elijah was down there. I got a chance to see him briefly, and I also talked to Chris. He lived about a half hour from there. So they'll both be in studio tomorrow. They're in, they're in Wisconsin, and we're going to talk about a lot of different issues. So email comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Thank you again for listening. Stay, stay strong, friends. God bless you, and always keep speaking the truth about things that matter.